amazing, you're amazing Well hey, words can never adequately convey Everything you're giving to me today But holding you is better than a holiday And leaving you I dread it like exam day So at the risk of sounding kind of risque Everything to now has been the foreplay Darling, I would follow you to Norway Or anywhere you want it Cause I'm not bad myself But you're amazing 7.37 here on 6.30 Ched Mornings. You're amazing. It's a song by local artist Martin Kerr, and it's actually done pretty well uh, across Canada, the UK, and the Netherlands. Uh, went to number, number four on the Spotify viral chart. Uh, why are we talking to Martin? Because he actually has a pretty fascinating story. Not just a really successful musician in general, uh, especially locally, but th- this is a guy who was actually able to play some 300 live shows in the past year. How many artists have been able to do that? And then plus, uh, how can you sell out the Jube? Uh, it sounds like that is going to be a sellout with the big show coming up uh, this weekend. So let's find out more about the musical journey of Martin Kerr joining us here on 630 Ched Mornings. Hey, Martin, how are you? Very well, thank you, Daryl. And yourself? I'm doing very well. Do you still love it when you hear your song on the radio, even if it's on talk radio? Uh, it's it's always, a, always a nice buzz, absolutely. Uh, it's it's fascinating. So, uh, I want to talk about your show coming up this weekend because uh, you know I, I, I've I've been trying to figure out how to say this. Look, you're not the biggest artist in the country, right? You you've no, done, not a household name. Well. You play a lot of sort of folk uh, things. So how do you uh-huh. you know? I want to find out how you sell out the Jew. But I'm also fascinated yeah. by this whole thing where you just kept playing. How did that uh-huh. work? And why? How did it? Why did it work? Well, um, it worked. I think because I needed to do it for me and my family. I mean, singing every day is what what keeps me going and singing for people. And I know for a a lot of my fans and even for most humans that I've met, music keeps us going through good times and bad and especially the bad times. So um, yeah, during lockdown last year, um, after the first few weeks and the snow started melting, um, I had an opportunity to go and sing outside for um, one of my long-term fans invited me to come and sing in her alleyway. Uh, while she sat on her balcony of her apartment building, having a glass of wine in the sunshine with her friend, and um, said, "Come over, I'll, uh, and uh, and sing to us, and I'll I'll pay you this amount, which was way less than I would usually play for." But I was like, "Yeah, absolutely." Um, I can't wait to play for some real people. So I went over there and set up my little amplifier in the alleyway, and they invited all the people in their apartment building to listen from their balconies and all the people in the old folks' home uh, across the alley. And people had such a great time enjoying live music in this strange, socially distanced way. And we called it Stay Home Street Concerts and and put a little video on Facebook, and it just went crazy. And uh, everybody wanted a Stay Home Street Concert. Um, I ended up doing uh, 250 the first summer and another 150 this summer so i think we're up to 400 now wow that's amazing and uh, it was yeah it was absolutely incredible and i got to sing for people of all ages and backgrounds and like basically every neighborhood in edmonton and all the surrounding towns well, and talk um, about finding yeah. a way to build a fan base <laughs> absolutely it was it was so cool to play for new people at the time where they needed it most and just bring some light into people's lives 
Uh, there were, you know, we saw quite a few examples of that in in, in of something similar anyway in the spring mm-hmm. uh, when it was really much more of a lockdown when you really couldn't go yeah. anywhere and nothing was yeah. open and all of that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. not not everybody took it to the extent that you did. So was it just because it was fun, or did, were you able to make a decent uh, bit of a living off of uh, the multiple uh, little concerts that you're able to do? Yeah, it was certainly fun, and it was certainly hard work as well, doing so many shows. There oh, yeah. were some days I did I did four in one day. Um, but we basically made it a pay-what-you-can model, and people were so generous. And I actually uh, I did better uh, business-wise than I'd ever done before, um, largely because of the volume of shows I was playing, but also because of people's generosity when you just put the ball in their court. And I, I knew that you know some people were really struggling financially and others weren't. And those that could afford it were, were very generous with uh, with their donations. And, uh, yeah, business business is decent, for <laughs> sure. And the, we were able to kind of magnify that by making tickets available for my for my next big show. Every year I like to do at least one big show in Edmonton at a theater because that's, uh, that's something really special to me, getting to play in a beautiful venue where people can, can sit and listen and um, – so I played the the Windspear three times, mm-hmm. and uh, this time we wanted to upgrade to the Jubilee, which is the biggest theatre in town. And uh, we'd actually booked it just a couple of months before the pandemic hit, and so we had no idea how we were going to sell it out. And we we ended up selling the tickets on the street at the street concerts, <laughs> and uh, yeah, sold twenty five hundred tickets on the street. And uh, so it's been sold out for over a year. Uh, we've had to postpone it twice, obviously. And so now we've had a few few returns with the change of date. So there's like 50 tickets left now. And uh, it's happening this Saturday night at 7.30. Uh, what? How, how does that feel? And I know that seems like a, like a weird question because you've obviously known this was going to be there for a while. But as mm-hmm. I mentioned a few moments ago, and I'm not uh, being disparaging, it's just uh, the nature of it. There are bigger acts than you who cannot Absolutely. sell out the Jube. And yet for you- sure, and I, I've been to see some of them. I've been yeah. to, to see some great shows at the Jube that were half empty. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I think, you know, Edmonton loves to support... Uh, local artists and local success stories of local businesses. And it's one of the reasons I've stayed in Edmonton so long. I've been here 16 years now. And when I first came here, I was like, oh, we'll give it five years. (laughs) But this place has grown on me so much. And uh, I can't really imagine um, leaving, to be honest with you, because there's such a sense of community here. When you stand up and try to do something different in Edmonton or something new, something fresh, people don't say, who do you think you are? They say, wow, great. Can I come Uh, or can I help? There's this kind of can-do spirit and mutually supportive community spirit here that I just love. And so I found that it's been easier to to promote and sell a big event than a small one because people can get excited about it and tell their friends. Where are you from originally? I grew up in England in a very small town called Oakham. Oakham? Where on earth is Oakham? It's 100 miles north of London in the rolling countryside and uh it's a very old market town with a, a little castle and a church and oh, nice. uh, cobblestone streets and stuff and and pretty much nothing going on <laughs> <laughs> well there's always tons going on here in edmonton uh-huh. you, know, you do have some fans and i have one of them just in on the text line uh peter just says he loves your uh, your amazing song uh, because oh, thanks, it is peter. very inspiring to an awful lot of people he also talks about how you're a great community member i've heard you using that song in order to give back to be inspirational for some some people are going through some rough times. 
Yes, when we released that song, it was about three years ago. I did a, a pop-up tour all over the city, and people were sending in nominations via social media. Come and sing for this person who's amazing. And I would show up wherever they were, whether it was at work or at home or at a cafe or at their fitness class, um, to to sing "You're Amazing" for them. And uh, whoever was there would have to join in. There was uh, there was they some pretty cool to? ones. They would have well, to. Well, yeah, yeah, it was kind of like that, actually. <laughs> yeah. um, there was one at an Orange Theory fitness class um, for this guy's fiance, and funny. So there was 30 very sweaty fitness people um, standing on treadmills at the end of their class being told to sing along to You're Amazing, but they got into the spirit of it. That's funny. I, uh, your fan, Peter, also was curious. You were talking about just the, uh, the welcoming nature of Edmonton and the sense of community that we have here, so we mm-hmm. wanted to know if you enjoyed the soccer games and, and what that said, that situation. Yeah. Uh, said about the, the culture in Edmonton. It was amazing. I, I went to both the games and uh, the game two nights ago against Mexico and it was minus 10 and snow everywhere was such an incredible atmosphere and uh, see all the flags waving and the smoke bombs going off and the crowd singing and singing the whole time. Um, it it reminded me a little bit of home because uh, when you go to see what we call football matches back home, people sing the whole way through. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a real passion um, and there, there was a lot of people there that were going to see soccer for the first time, I think, going to see Team Canada for the first time. But everyone kind of got swept up in the moment and there was such a such a sense of pride and support. And uh, it was really exciting to see not only a, a great performance by Team Canada, but a great performance by the people of Edmonton and all the surrounding communities that came through as well. Um, to be part of that atmosphere was was really special. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And it's yeah. always, you know, when, when somebody who's originally from somewhere else comes here, like we're used to it if we've lived here all our lives, been part of the community all ourselves, but sometimes you need somebody to come from somewhere else and go, wow, do you know what you have here? Yeah. Sometimes we don't recognize it. Yeah, and I think um, it, it was pretty special for the people who were from here as well because it's been a long time since we've been to major sports events and uh, it's been decades and decades since Team Canada had a shot at, at getting to the World Cup and uh, competing with the best in the world. So, um, yeah, there was so much to celebrate and it was really cathartic for people, I think, to be out in such what 50,000 people all singing together on a beautiful uh, wintry night. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Hey, you know what else we've been talking about this morning? Uh, just b- because it's been fun. There's so many serious things going on in the world. We thought we'd play around and have a little fun, uh, especially yeah. as more people are starting to travel a little bit. Just some of the pet peeves of, of, of air travel. <laughs> now, no doubt, as a musician, obviously you do a lot here, but you, you have seen more than your fair share of flights. Do you have a yeah. pet peeve? You know what? I don't think I do. I, I'm probably somebody else's pet peeve coming on there with my giant guitar and striking up conversations with people I don't know. Hang on, you're, um, do you buy a seat for your guitar? No, no, I, I try and squeeze it in the lockers when I can, but they oh, usually geez. make me gate check it. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm a pretty positive person. I love traveling, so uh, and I love meeting new people, so I, I may be somebody else's pet peeve by trying to talk to them when they don't want me to talk to them. And I always love to watch comedy movies on the, uh, uh, on the system uh, because... I find comedy films are so much funnier when you're not supposed to laugh out loud. But I always do. <laughs> People probably don't like me laughing uproariously while I'm watching a movie. So you don't um, have pet peeves. You are the pet peeve. I think that's probably it. But if I do have a pet peeve, it's people who get annoyed at other people on flights. 
especially like <laughs> the ones who are annoyed at you, Martin. The ones yeah, who are annoyed like, at chill you. out, have a good time. We're all on holiday here. Um, but <laughs> especially people who get get annoyed at young parents and are all judgy about like them struggling with their babies. Because I've traveled with my babies. We have three young kids, and it's so hard especially when you know they're one and two years old and they just want to move the whole time and press all the buttons and <laughs> climb over everything it's impossible and like i think they deserve a lot more sympathy than uh, than peevishness uh really quick what's next uh, after the big show uh, at the jube on saturday what's next well um promoting the new album um so that the show is the launch of my grateful album it's called grateful and it's a collaborations album featuring eight of my favorite edmonton acts so it's a real celebration oh, cool. of edmonton's singer-songwriter talent of all different genres we got rappers on there blues artists soul artists pop and uh and rock and uh, it's, so it's going to be a really diverse show, and it's going to be the launch of the album and a celebration of that. So I'm going to be uh, promoting the album as much as I can Excellent. for the next few weeks and doing some online shows too. And you know what? People will still also want you to play uh, You're Amazing. Because <laughs> if you don't, you're going to be in deep trouble. I think we might finish with that one. So, uh, yeah, I hope to see lots of your listeners at the show. And uh, thanks so much for the chat this morning. Martin Kerr, fun talking to you. Have a great day. You too, Daryl. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.